listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I am doing sleepy, Jeff and you. <laughs> it's later in the afternoon that we're recording this. I mean, you, you have had that issue before, you know, with the early morning ones, but... Uh, Yes, I was just telling our guest uh, prior to the show here that um, uh, uh, my better half invited some retirees over last evening that recently moved on to our floor, and we underestimated how long they would stay. (laughs) They have nothing to do. By several hours, we underestimated it. So yeah, but but look, other than that, it's I'm really happy to be here. You know, yeah. It, uh, I think we have a, a great episode uh, on uh, on the tea, uh, as it were, ready to ready to kick off here today, and I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am as well. So joining us today is Finn Waterson, and Finn is the director of product marketing at Stratasys. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Finn. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. So wonderful to have you on the show, Finn. Um, uh, yeah, let's get underway by just learning a little bit more about you. Tell us a, a bit about you and where you work. Yeah, sounds great. Um, yeah, I kind of have a bit of an, an unusual career path to getting to product marketing. Um, as you can kind of tell from the accent, um, I'm Irish and I graduated in journalism in 2008 when uh, journalism was on a fairly steep decline, at least on the, on the print side. And, and there was a kind of the financial crash at the time. And I found myself, you know, really looking around for, um, you know, marketing jobs that actually paid. <laughs> so during, during university, I uh, had also touched on, did some classes on, you know, graphic design, photography, videography, web, web, de- web development. Um, and I kind of tried all of those things. And I've spent some time as a photographer and working in studios and designing websites. Um, and you know, through that experience, there was a lot of, um, you know, I found a lot of value in just being able to be very adaptable um, and kind of being able to change and kind of fit in and do do a little bit of everything. And, you know, the kind of, so I I found myself um, trying lots of different aspects of marketing um, just trying to uh, see what interests me and um, just try lots of different skill sets. At the time, I uh, was trying lots of different disciplines, uh, lots of different marketing activities. And so I really became a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, but there's also, uh, there's another piece to that um, phrase, which is uh, better than a master of one. Um, and that really stuck with me as, um, you know, being able to just be diverse in a skill set and try different things um, and during the time had lots of friends emigrating and through a contact I uh, heard about a job in Shenzhen China uh, to help a company uh, Irish manufacturing company that was just starting up a marketing department um, I wanted to appeal to a broader audience um, at the time I hadn't even heard of Shenzhen China and um, so I looked it up and you know it was pretty on the way halfway to Australia, so I figured I'd go there for a couple of months and then head to uh, Australia and see where that took me. Like what any good Irish lad would think. <laughs> exactly. You know, you come. We come from a small country. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have to think though, I mean, you know, having some understanding of how a website gets built and how, you know, good photographs are made and, and of course your journalism background. So, you know, I mean, these, even if you are not necessarily a master of web design and development, simply having an understanding of how those things works can really inform you as you're, as you're looking at any, any form of marketing. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And um, it really comes in handy when I'm working with designers and working with videographers now is I can speak the language, I can kind of know the jargon, I know the things or how to communicate what I'm looking for instead of, you know, just make it better or something like that. Um, yeah, how come the web page doesn't do this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, understanding you know the basics of HTML and CSS can can go, can actually go a long way. Um, but yeah, I ended up in in Shenzhen, which is the heart of manufacturing, where all most of the consumer electronics are made. Um, and it was kind of just plonked deep in the middle of it and I had to figure out how to market this um, this company called PCH and their services to a broader audience um, and being right in the middle of the manufacturing being able to visit factories and see firsthand how things are made was really just a crash course in manufacturing and I really really fell in love with it I thought it was just so exciting and interesting um, all the nitty-gritty things all the different things and processes that need to go in to actually making a product. Um, so that was really, you know, where I where I got my uh, first love from manufacturing, and that company opened up an office eventually in San Francisco, and I moved out to San Francisco, and um, you know, after around a year or two there, I uh, joined a startup that was an online service bureau as one of the really early marketers there. Um, and you know, being in San Francisco, you uh, you know you get a lot of access, and um, you know you see a lot of the startup kind of things happening as well. And that was definitely an, an area where I wanted to get more and more involved in. And so taking um, you know the ability to kind of jump into a different city and jump into different um, aspects of marketing is actually really, really uh, beneficial for jumping into an early stage startup, especially um, from a marketing perspective. And so one of the things that um, when you jo when you join a startup, um, especially an early stage or before they have a marketing department, a lot of uh, what you're doing is, you know, you're trying to understand, you know, who your ideal customer is, what the positioning is, what content needs to be created to appeal to that type of customer, what content doesn't work, understanding the customer's pain points, understanding how they're using the product, because you're starting really from scratch. Um, and so a lot of that um, ends up being um, what we would now call product marketing. Um, and so after that startup, I joined another startup um, that was building a 3D printer called Origin. And I was the first dedicated marketing there before there was a website and kind of doing the same thing of like really, really figuring out um, you know what is what is the product, what is, who are the customers, how the product is, um, enabling these customers, what the customer needs are. Um, and so at the time it was, I was just 
you know, doing, you know, general marketing. Um, but what I didn't realize at the time was I was doing uh, product marketing. It was like product marketing by accident or something. Yeah, yeah, it basically is. And uh, product marketing, it's, it's a fairly new role. Uh, so it's kind of, it's, it's only kind of come up in the last couple of years. And it kind of came from, there was a lot of, uh, actually one of my roles at, at the service bureau was actually a hardware evangelist. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, it was like, what is a hardware evangelist? And um, what I was doing was evangelizing. It's what a product marketer is when uh, somebody gets fancy with their title, I think, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And similar to uh, another title is like a growth hacker. Um, and so at the time, these, these, you know, these titles, they sounded cool, they were funny, but uh, what they really were was, you know, being very uh, passionate about the product, evangelizing the product, speaking the product and getting customers excited about the product as well. And that landed you where you are today, which is Stratasys, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, so the... the long and winding road <laughs> via China to San Francisco and now to Stratasys. I think I'm following along. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not linear. Uh, so the company Origin um, got acquired by Stratasys uh, at the beginning of this year. And so my new role is uh, product marketing um, for the business unit for the origin product under Stratasys. Mm. Um, and this is the first time that my role is actually like defined as product marketing. And the things that I'm doing um, with at Stratasys are actually really, really similar to what I was doing at the previous uh, companies where we have a product and we're really you know, defining that product working with customers to understand um, you know, the, the Stratasys customers pain points and how our, our product, the origin product, fits into the larger product range at Stratasys. Stratasys are the uh, largest 3D printing in the, uh, company in the world, public company that uh, created FDM, technology and uh, polyjet as well so just one of the most widely used 3d printing technologies out there as well um, and so the each business unit each technology has their own product marketer um, and they're really the you know the product evangelist <laughs> for for their product um, and it really you know it really does come to um, you know this the same thing of really understanding um, your customers who the target industry is what are the applications you're going after who are your competitors in that space um, and now you know looking back and looking at uh, from my early career being able to actually um, you know, kind of touch on these different things is, has been really helpful, uh, you know, enabling me to do, to do my job at the moment. Um, but it's quite a, it's quite a broad uh, role as well, where you need to also um, be able to talk about the product in a really, you, you need to be talked about the product 
better than you know the people who are like building the product you need to be able to take take the product definitions from the product manager and the engineers and then translate that into something that a potential customer would understand as well you kind of took the words out of my mouth there i was going to say it pretty much it sounds like a, you know in some ways a, a translation is such a big part of that role right what's really interesting about the product that you are marketing is that it's a product used to make other products so you know you're effectively selling this to people who are going to then use it to to help create other things so you know it has it has levels and layers that you know truly understanding what the potential is of this product being able to explain it you know you, you really have uh it's a it, it must be an interesting challenge yeah it it, it certainly is um and you know, one thing that sometimes marketers uh, don't do, and it's, it's it's crazy, is actually use the product that they're they're marketing, um, and that's one thing. Uh, because you know, being in the manufacturing world and just having a natural interest in it and how things are getting made, um, at at the early days of Origin, I you know really spent time using the product like 3d printing things getting into the lab on a friday and uh, even you know helping clean up the lab and just like really understanding how it's being used and that you know really accelerated the the knowledge and was it was a huge help for when it comes to writing a blog post or a spec sheet um, or doing a webinar as well is like really understanding like how the product works um but one thing that's, that's very, very crucial to this role is, um, you know, not only understanding the product as well, but understanding how your your customers are using that product. And there's there's not really there's no real shortcuts to that. It's working with customers. It's like speaking to your salespeople and, and figuring out, okay, who is like the most sophisticated user of our product? Like who's doing the most interesting things? And then really just building a relationship with those customers. Um, it's it's hard to scale, it's, it's time consuming, but you know, being able to just get on a call with a, with a customer, you know, speak their lingo as well. So being able to use the, the manufacturing jargon and the, the definitions and actually understand, what, you know, their, even their pain points with the product as well. Um, but even, you know, truly understanding them, then that just gives you a huge amount of insight because when you're going to do the messaging and positioning of the product, you really got to like make it very simple and a lot of the times you know the customers will give me that messaging because they're going to tell me hey you know you ask them how do you describe the product and they're going to describe it and you want that definition you want to talk about the product the way a customer is going to talk about it not how it's going to be talked about internally because they can be quite different as well I really like that. I, I really like that. That notion of if you ask the customer, they'll eventually tell you how to talk about the product. It's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then going back to, to Jeff's point is like, then you can kind of, from a 3D printing aspect, is like, okay, well, what are you 3D printing? Because <laughs> they're not, <laughs> there could be anything. The, 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 you know, the, it's really limitless um, the things that are that they're doing and you can't think of everything you need to really uh, understand like 
what are the applications? Uh, what are the types of customers that they're 3D printing things for? What do they see as like the sweet spot for your technology? Because with 3D printing, even though um, it's kind of been around, it's kind of known, there's actually lots of different types of 3D printing technologies. You know, there's uh, four now at Stratasys alone, but you know, there's maybe 10 or 15 in total. Um, and every technology kind of has its sweet spot and a niche, what it's good for. And even an industry, you know, and aerospace is really big into like metal 3D printing. And so you got to really figure out like what's that sweet spot for your technology. Um, and a lot of the time is going to be the customers that are going to tell you what that is. And then you can really uh, focus in on the, these are the these are the applications and then bring that up to your marketing message as well of like being very clear on the website the case studies that you produce is like these are the type of things that the technology is really really suited for um, and that just makes everyone's life easier the customers can then like see you're like okay i get it i understand that that's related to me this is what uh, i will use this product for are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. I'm kind of curious about um, the extent to which you were able to, um, I guess I'm trying to understand the balance of, because you can't really recreate, like you say, those customer use cases in the lab. You can get to know the product, I suppose, and get your hands on it a bit. Um, uh, but then you're kind of probably can also do that on the on site with the customer as well. It's such an interesting and unique thing because a lot of things that folks, um, uh, a lot of product marketers wouldn't have that same ability necessarily. Um, I don't know, maybe like you know, there's a lot of products that you couldn't actually just go into the lab and use, like they're part of something else. They don't really have that, that kind of. Um, I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's it's. I'm curious. Is there a balance in your world? Like, would you say when you start the, if you were starting the role over again, would you look uh, spend the first two months in the lab and then the next three months talking to customers? Is there some sort of balance between the two, uh, or any secret sauce there? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I I think I spent too long um, not not in the lab before, <laughs> you know. So I was kind of intimidated by the three D printer <laughs> at the start. I was like, oh, how do you use this thing? Because it, it's it's quite technical, and there's different software that's needed. Um, you know, looking back, I probably would have spent more of my onboarding time doing that like the you know in your first 90 days of like just getting hands-on um but then you know i don't at the same time i was also intimidated by the customers because i don't want to go on side and like you know ask a stupid question you know even though like our customers are great i i didn't want to go in with like a complete uh you know zero understanding of what they're doing um, and so that's when you really leverage your um internal resources as well 
Um, the, the nice thing about, you know, work, working at a startup as opposed to a big company, you're much closer to the CEO. Um, and so you're able to, you know, they build the company, they, they know the product better, better than anyone, and you can kind of understand their vision as well. Um, and so getting hands-on time uh, with the product uh, creator, like we're really, you know, getting the, the longer vision is, is then you can kind of work back from that longer vision. You can like kind of see like where are things today, like what, what are the kind of stages that need to happen um, in a bigger company. So in a product marketing manager in a larger company is very, um, very tight with the product manager. Um, and so having a really strong relationship with the product manager is, um, is, is crucial to, to really developing uh, the assets and, and the knowledge around, uh, you know, the use cases, you know, we're building the product for a reason, you know, and so like really understanding that reason is important. Um, and the, also the nice thing about being in a startup is uh, you're much closer to your sales team as well. Um, and so at least uh, at Origin and last company, Fictive, you know, we, we sat beside each other. And so it's like understand, you know, hearing them on the phone, how they're talking to customers. Um, again, learning the ling lingo go goes a long way, even if you don't like really fully understand it. But, you know, being able to talk about design for additive manufacturing and like supporting things, you know, that that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just shows to customers that you understand like what they're doing and the, the job that they're doing. Have you been able to maintain that level of connectivity uh, post acquisition um, with the sales organization and um, others that are responsible for uh, for improving the product? Um, uh, or have you found that that dynamics changed a lot since uh, the Stratasys uh, acquisition? Yeah, it, it's, it's another good question. It definitely has, um, I'm still somewhat learning everyone's name at Stratasys. Uh, so I haven't had as as much of a chance to to work with the, the other um, kind of the sales org because it, it is so much bigger and we're just in uh, less and less meetings um, together. Uh, but we st I still have the connection to the... Um, the origin, you know, the, the same team that pre-acquisition. And so we all still talk quite regularly. And so I'm still um, at least coming in and, and connecting and um, mostly, you know, marketing now, working remotely most of the time. Um, I'm in the office today. I like coming in on Fridays so that when there's less, generally less meetings, so I can kind of come in and you know talk to the engineers hey what's going on what are you building um and so i think that's really important and that's going to be um definitely a challenge going forward i see with uh, fully remote companies is you're not able to speak with people outside of your own um kind of marketing world as easy um so i think that's going to be i see that as like really important for um you know the success of my job is being in the office and having these uh, you know, these conversations with people outside of uh, the marketing department. I think that can be really instructive for people, you know, the, the notion of, look, you can't make a, you can't take a big company and, well, you can take a big company and make it small, but you usually don't want to. <laughs> uh, but you can um, uh, take lessons from small 
and figure out ways to um you know recreate similar environments and uh, and i think it just takes a lot of intentional like you have to be intentional about it it won't happen as much by accident even with a larger company it's kind of a in some ways it's the same as being in the office versus being remote um uh, in a bigger company, less things happen by accident necessarily. Uh, uh, yeah, there uh, has to be intent to yeah, go a bit. get that information, hmm. you know, from your internal teams and connect with them. I have, I have to think too. You know, the the idea of uh, of truly understanding the product and getting um, good conversations going with your customers and truly understanding what they're doing with it. I mean, one of the things that, that you've mentioned is, is this idea of, uh, you know, using your customers' experiences to create content and create marketing about the product. You've already talked about kind of how do they talk about it and use that to explain it to other customers. But uh, it's given you opportunities to also showcase their work uh, as an example of, of what the product can do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point, um, and I I think this is just very uh, lucky of being on three D printing, and it's quite a, kind of new. But our customers are very excited about the technology and the industry as well, um, and so there's there's some like definitely for sure enterprise larger organizations that um, are a little bit guarded about what what they're doing, and um, they just want to. You know, not necessarily, you know, they're afraid of giving away, you know, some competitive intelligence or, and stuff. But then there's also those um, customers. And f for us, um, it's really been the early adopters. So the, the customers that kind of saw the vision, saw some of the early messaging, was there like, yes, this is what I want. And before we have like, all of the all of the details and maybe it's a little bit early and um, so those customers are usually going to be um you know your strongest ad advocates um, but then also some of the um the best innovators as well um so being able to identify them um is important and then uh, build a relationship with them as well um, so, for example, one of our early customers called Inventus Partners, they're um, a full full suite of design engineering um, services. And so they have our printers and they have uh, quite a wide range of clients that they're building products for. Um, and their operator and um, you know, senior design developer um, is actually just really excited about talking with us about the technology and he's always coming up with like hey look i did this thing and look at this new material and like sending pictures and you know being able to like you know, make sure you get more of that and then understand like hey what are the things that we can you know turn into marketing um marketing asset as well um and so one of the things that we've actually been working on for almost 12 months now is a 3D printed um, head lice remover device. Um, and so it doesn't sound like <laughs> incredibly sexy and it really, it's really like the product itself, you're like, ah, oh, you say like head lice remover and you're like, uh, that doesn't really scream marketing. Um, but <laughs> it sounds itchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Um, but through talking to the customer, you know, learning more about, they took a very, very unique approach to designing it. A lot of um, 
companies in our space, you know, they take a traditional injection molded part and they try to 3D print it. Um, and it's not necessarily the, the best way to kind of uh, go around product development if you're trying to adopt 3D printing, because it's usually just more efficient to injection mold it. Um, but this customer didn't go that route. They started with 3D printing and they started um, looking at all the unique design things that they could do in 3D printing that they couldn't do with other technologies. So adding digital textures, reducing the material um, volume by 40%, adding designing in design for assembly features and doing some part consolidation as well. Um, and so it ended up just being a really, really exciting project from a purely 3D printing space and something that no other customer that we had seen before was was doing that. Um, and so being able to kind of understand that with the customer meant that we were able to um, work on developing this story until you know we had to get their clients buy-in as well, which which we did eventually. But we had some time to really um, you know take the different aspects, and um, and in the end, we were able to turn that into a press release, um, two case studies. Uh, there's a webinar on it actually uh, next Wednesday as well. It's going to be a major asset on the product page under Stratasys when, when we relaunch next month. Um, and so, it, you know, it just is going to be one of the premier um, application use cases uh, that we're going to have for this product over the next year or so. Um, and so that really wouldn't have been possible. Um, without having that um, understanding of the the product development story with with the customer as well, and uh, and this is how headlights become famous in a good way. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's funny. We did the press release, and my uh, my colleagues were like, "Wow, we've never done a headlights marketing campaign for before." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. You'll be the, the you'll be the only one. You don't have to compete with a lot of other people doing headlights marketing, which is uh, I, mean, I think it's just a fascinating story, and it shows um, uh, that depth of relationship with the customer and. And, and taking the time to, to, to develop that, really kind of what can come out the other side of it. Um, yeah. uh, kind of the, the strongest content you can make as a product marketer really is coming from the, from the customer in some ways. It's a result of good, good relationships with the customers. Oh, and I love this idea of uh, you know, working with them to define content that can be created about how they're creating something that is uniquely possible as a result of the machine that you make. Like, you know, really, th you know, those uh, design for assembly items and, and things like that, that just, you know, maybe that wouldn't be possible with injection molding or any other form of technology. So it, you know, and, and you probably didn't even necessarily think of it until they brought it to you. No, I, absolutely not. You know, it's just would never have would never have thought of those applications. Um, and so, you know, latching on to those those customers and with three D printing, it's 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 interesting because there's a lot of uh, let's say you know sexy three D printing things out there that are like really eye catching. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in in fashion um, that are beautiful and really innovative. Um, but they're usually not um, the things that are, you know, going into production. It's the it's the kind of the boring things that are 
the most interesting things from a customer standpoint because our customers are manufacturers they're industrial manufacturers and they're not interested in a lot of the um you know the, the cool crazy geometric kind of designs that you see and um they're more interested in you know the you know the, the jigs the clamps <laughs> mm. the things that are kind of just going to make their life a lot you know, easier and, and more productive um and so that's a, a, like another aspect of product marketing is um there's a framework called the the jobs to be done framework and so what you're really doing is understanding like what is the what is the job that the customer is trying to do and you know, it could be just, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to save money, they're trying to stay ahead of the competition, but, you know, understanding their, their framework um, is really key to developing your own, your own messaging as well. And um, most of the time is, is not this, it's not the, the crazy stuff that gets the headlines. It's, it's the kind of the, the smaller things that, that do add up um, and it's, that has an impact. Been, a, been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Finn. Thanks for uh, sharing your uh, journey to becoming a product marketer with us, as well as your expertise. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great here. It's a, it's very unusual to get marketing and manufacturing in the one place. So this has been a, a lot. And <laughs> It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Finn. Thanks for listening to the Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring. <laughs>